Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast, blogcasting uh, thoughts, writings, and songs. That's what's happening here. That's a, is that a tagline? I'm not sure. It qualifies. Uh, so this is episode 51. Um, I am uh, blogcasting a little bit I'm trying to blogcast a little bit more than, than usual, um, just because, A, I, I have a lot of blogs in the hole to, uh, to get up here on the podcast, and then also because SoundCloud may be about to tank, uh, in which case there may not be a place to put the blogs for you to listen to, um, aside from, like, in my computer, which isn't quite the best way to, to send them forth. <laughs> Um, so, we'll cross our fingers on that point. Apparently, there are quite a lot of other uh, podcasts that are in that same position. So, we will see what happens. It's amazing how we are dependent on uh, tech companies <laughs> for everything. Um, so, this is episode 51. Uh, it is called Another Kind of Story I Never Want to See Again. Which actually got quite a bit of play over on the on the blog. I got a lot of views and a lot of amen sisters and a lot of yeah. So that's that's nice to see. Um, I also got some mm, just cursing. Mm. <laughs> so if you are sensitive to uh, cursing, apparently this one is one to to be uh, aware of. Probably you should be just aware of all of them. I think it's rare. Um, a cursing woman is a happy woman. So, or an angry woman who is then becoming less angry by cursing. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the equation is on that. Uh, anyway, this is another kind of story I never want to... Not, I've forgotten already. Another kind of story I never want to see again. And... Um, yeah, this the first one. If you if this is in reference to a previous blog I wrote, which was called a story, a kind of story I never want to see again. Um, I'm pretty sure I blogcasted that one as well. Um, so check that out if you if you want to hear another kind of story. This is another kind of story the second time. <laughs> anyway, you don't need to have listened to the first to uh, understand this one. It, the, the basically the concept of the first was that. Um, I, I think I should start making a list of stories I'm done with. Um, the first one was a, a story about how hard it is to take power as a young man. And this one, you will see what it is about. It is called Another Kind of Story. I, I, you know what it's called. I apparently can't remember. Another Kind of Story I Never Want to See Again. Here we go. Previously... I wrote about a show that inspired me to make a list of stories I never want to see on stage again. I have now seen another show and discovered another story I have had my definitive fill of. Can we please call a moratorium on the fallen woman plot? You get a pass if your name is Jane Austen or Charles Dickens and you were writing social commentary about this shit in the 1800s. But if you are a writer in 2017, do us all a favor and leave this tired old horse alone. I mean, I know a lot of you loved this great comet situation, and I agree that the design was very cool and there's some accomplished performances in it. 
I give it a lot of points for its hodgepodge, red curtain, fishnet, Russian tchotchke from any old period aesthetic. But God damn it, please, my dear writers and creators, please, never ever again make me watch a story about a girl who wants to kill herself because she felt desire one time. I mean, sure, I get it, 19th century source material and all of that, but can someone please explain to me why a story that hinges on the purity of some ingenue is worth adapting in 2017? Actually, don't. I don't want to hear it. If you like the old dusty classics, and I do, too, lots, you better give us something besides the old patterns of the patriarchy to grapple with. And making this story cool doesn't do it. By making it cool, you're reinforcing that shit. You're saying, isn't the patriarchy cool? Look how fun the patriarchy can be. It's like 19th century patriarchy dressed up with 20th century fishnets. This story is dusty and sexy. Now, all over goddamn America, little theater girls are going to be singing about how they should take poison because they fell in love with the wrong guy for a minute. All over America, little theater boys will be singing about how ennobling loving a fallen woman can be. This goddamn story, I can't. Updating the classics is dodgy business, y'all, because the classics are full of stuff that tells women that our only value is our beauty. And if we sell beauty to the wrong bidder, we are lost forever. If you update the classics and you don't update the gender politics, you're essentially putting a 21st century stamp of approval on 19th century ideas. If you're simply staging the classics, maybe you can get away with telling these stories. I would happily watch a production of Sense and Sensibility on stage, but I'd need some Regency costumes and some damn harpsichords or something to make that okay. If you set Sense and Sensibility in a disco with your own contemporary dialogue, I'm going to be skipping that shit. And I love me some Jane Austen, but I'm pretty sure that if Jane Austen were alive today, she would not write this kind of story. She was a social satirist. She showed us what was ticking away under the Regency veneer. I think she would show us something true and cutting about ourselves now if she were still kicking. If Tolstoy were alive, I don't think he'd be writing this marriage plot shit either. Given that he was essentially writing about rich Russians who owned people, I'm going to guess he'd have a lot to say about the current moment. I don't think he'd be wasting his time with more fallen women. I mean, we don't know, obviously, what our old writers would do, but romanticizing these old stories is doing women in 2017 no favors. I don't want to see one more woman punished for having desire. Not one more time. I'm hungry for stories about women's desire, about embracing it, about celebrating it. See also the awesomeness of Indecent or a stage production of I Love Dick. Could we have that? Can Jill Soloway start a theater wing of Topple? I declare a personal moratorium on any story that celebrates a dude for transcending a sullied woman. I henceforth will avoid any and all shows that hinge on the purity of some beautiful girl. Fuck purity. Fuck congratulating men for being able to get over the obstacle of an impure woman. I am done with this story for now and forever. 
Again, unless your name is Charles Dickens or Jane Austen, then I'm good. Do what you got to do. So there we have it. Mm, the show made me a bit mad. And not just for the reasons in the blog. There, There's more. Um, but but this is, this is the principal. <laughs> this is the principal fury. <laughs> um, if you get me at the bar, I will tell you more about my feelings <laughs> about the great comet but this is this is a this is an industry wide uh, art form wide uh, i don't know it, uh, maybe it's just in the culture as a whole that we love this story for some reason that i find completely unfathomable um aside from i guess the fact that i um women's desire is one of the most challenging things to the patriarchy like that's why fgm exists that's why we have oppression in so many incredible ways. Um, yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> so um, the song I have for you is uh, by Ani DeFranco, and I, uh, I'm putting it here because I feel like Ani DeFranco is, is a, an artist who has always, always has often sung about desire. Um, and articulated it in a way that I, when I first heard her, I'd never heard anyone else do. And uh, I think that's pretty important. Um, so I would, I would, what's funny is I would never, ever, 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 ever have recorded this song if I weren't wanting to put it here at the end of this blog. So this will probably be the first and the last time you'll hear me do an Ani DeFranco song. It's just like a little bit too close somehow and I and I'm like uh I, I think there's no reason to redo something that is, is said perfectly the first time <laughs> um so uh this is a this is a rare moment where um, I know this song I play this song for myself um because I feel like it's fun to play and sing but it's not one I ever would feel called to do in public um I guess unless requested to, I suppose, but, um, but I, I, it doesn't, it's, um, yeah, it doesn't feel necessary. I guess that's, I guess that's the thing. Anyway, here is Both Hands by Anna DeFranco, sung by me. Watching your chest rise. 
rise and fall like the tides of my life and the rest of it all. And your bones have been my bed frame and your flesh has been my pillow. I've been waiting for sleep to over up the deep with bullying. But in each other's shadows we grew less and less tall Till eventually our theories couldn't explain it all And I'm recording our history now on the bedroom wall And when we leave the landlord will come and paint over it all And I'm walking out in the rain And I am listening to the low moan of the dial tone again And I am getting nowhere with you And I can't let it go and I can't get through both hands, now use both hands, oh now don't close your eyes, I am writing graffiti on your body, I am drawing the story of how hard we try.